Hey, this is Coley, and you're listening to the Still With You podcast. This is episode one, season one. Those of you on the other side of your phone or the computer, thank you so much. You have no idea how incredible it is to think that someone's taking time out of their day to listen to me speak. Just want to let you know you're welcome here. Today is going to be kind of a one-way conversation. If you're anything like me, before I pursue listening to a podcast or even reading a book, I actually want to get to know the person that I'm listening to. And so that's what today's going to be. It's just going to be me sharing a little bit about myself, purpose of the podcast, and also just the backstory of how Still With You was born. So I hope you stick around. Grab a cup of coffee. If you're like me, I walk my dogs and listen to podcasts. So whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. So my name is Coley Browning and I'm 22 years old. I just turned 22 this past December. I'm currently living in Pensacola, Florida with my husband, Chris. Chris is employed with the United States Navy and has been for a little over five years. Like I said, currently we're stationed in Pensacola, Florida. Now we moved here in August of 2016, so we've been living here for a little over a year and a half. I'm originally from Missouri. We both are from Missouri. So Pensacola seemed like a huge city to me moving here, but after kind of settling in, it doesn't feel quite so big anymore. And I love it here. We have an awesome church family that we love, which is Liberty Church, and just feel like it takes a while to build community, as most people know that, when you move to a new place. And it did. It took a couple of months for us to, but once we did, everything just kind of fell into place. And it's like, God has worked so much through this city. Absolutely believe in what is happening here. And I never dreamed that I could love a city so much as what I do Pensacola. Two years in a row before I was living in Pensacola, my family, even before I'd met Chris, my family had vacationed in Pensacola for a week for two summers in a row. Literally, I was 10 minutes. No, check that. I was two minutes away from the house that I would be living in for three years and did not even know it. How crazy is that? I think that is absolutely insane and I love when God works that way. So currently I'm employed as a substitute teacher for the local school district and I also work in a nonprofit organization called Global Corner that we go into the local elementary schools and we'll introduce multiculturalism and diversity by introducing a different country each year. This is my first year working with the organization, and so I'm the music and dance teacher. This year we introduced Argentina to the kids. So I teach the Zamba, and it's really fun. I like it. I've always loved Spanish, so actually I get to use it pretty much every single day that I'm working in the school. So while I'm working as a substitute and with Global Corner, I'm also a college student. I'm pursuing a bachelor's degree in English literature with Columbia College. Originally, I started off at Moberly Area Community College and received my associate's degree there, and now I'm an online student. I'm only one or two courses away from my senior year, and I could not be more excited. I'm so ready to graduate. And eventually, I actually want to be a teacher myself. I'd like to either be a elementary school teacher or I'd like to be a high school English teacher or maybe middle school. I don't know. Either There's so much time and um, that's a good thing about subbing is that you can kind of interact in the classroom with different ages and kind of gauge on what's your favorite subject and also what age group really fits with your personality. 
But definitely, I see myself working as a teacher or working with people or, or having a career that will actually inspire people and help mold lives and change lives. I think I've always been that type of person. I'm going to share with you a little bit of the backstory of how Still With You came to be. So January 2017, January of last year, I attended a first Wednesday service at Liberty Church with my husband, Chris. This particular service was really important because it was at the beginning of the year, you know, starting off a new year, and it was talking all about January, you know, we have a whole new year, 2017 is going to be our best year yet, you know, kind of along those themes. And that night, Kristen Linscombe got up on stage, and she's married to our pastor. She's also a speaker. So she got up on stage and asked everyone in the audience that if they were searching for vision in their life or had a prayer, needed prayer for vision, you know, for the new year, maybe a certain project to come forward. I didn't go forward. I really wanted to. Like that stuck with me. That word vision really stuck with me. I was like, that is a really powerful prayer to pray that God would give you direction and I'm a really creative person. I love when I get my creative juices flowing and kind of get in the zone and feel like I'm making things and inspiring people. That just like makes me so happy. And so when she prayed this prayer of vision, I was just like, wow, I want that. I want the Lord to direct me. I want vision in my life. But I didn't go forward because I wasn't brave enough. I was too scared. But like I said, that stuck with me. So I went home and started praying that over myself. I was like, Lord God, just Chris and I both vision on the direction you have for our lives and what I can do to serve you better. And just just lead me, you know, lead me, Jesus, please. So I, pr- I started praying that. And all of a sudden, I had this desire to speak in front of people. I was like, I don't know where this came from, but I was like, Lord God, I feel like you, you want me to speak in front of people. So I started praying about that. I was like, I'd like to be on stage. I'd like to talk to people. So a week after I had prayed this prayer, there was a church in Missouri contacted me and asked if I would be a speaker at a women's conference that they were hosting. And I was like, get out. Like, are you kidding me? And I wanted to do it so bad. I already had what I was going to say. Well, I couldn't do it. There were other reasons why I just, I couldn't get tickets and it just wasn't going to work out. And so I was super bummed. I was, was crazy bummed actually. But I knew, I knew there was a reason that I wasn't supposed to go. But I was like so flattered that the Lord put that in my lap that someone actually wanted me to come. It was crazy. After that, I was still praying that prayer. I was like, that's okay. You know, I get it. God said no. It's all right. Also, within that month of January, I was like, I'm going to start writing again. All throughout high school, I'd kind of written like mini devotionals and I'd, I'd even had this Christian newsletter that I was sending out. And I was just like, I'm kind of tired of writing essays for school. And God, you've given me this desire to write, which you'll learn about me that I've kind of been a writer all along. I love writing and I love words and reading and everything. So I'm going to start a blog. So I did that in January and I've had a couple of people that have reached out to me about it. More of it has just kind of been for me. You know, when I'm blogging, I'm actually like reading the Bible f- for like a purpose. Like I'm reading it to try to get inspiration. And so it's really helping me grow. It's also been really healthy for me. You know, it's therapeutic to write what's going on in my heart. It's called Psalm 139 all the time. And the official website, I'll link that to the um, show notes. It's on a WordPress blog. I'll put that in there for you to go check out. And that was really fun because, like I said, I love creating things. And so that was fun for me to put together a website 
and do that. I was super grateful for that, that the Lord had encouraged me to do that. So there was me using my voice again. So after starting the blog, I kept praying about these just steps for God to lead me into a bigger role of speaking. So in April, I started substitute teaching, which I'd been working in a job in retail, but I wanted to sub on my off days when I wasn't able to work in retail. So I started substitute teaching, was scared to death. Here I am, it may not be a stage, but in front of a group of people for sure that I'm able to speak. Then August of this year, I got connected with a small group at church. It was uh, the Young Professionals Group with Liberty Downtown, and it's a group of girls 18 to 30. I got plugged in there. This group of girls are like my sisters that I never had before. They are amazing. Oh my goodness. I just absolutely love each and every one of them. But anyway, I got I got connected with them, and the leader of this group, Tiffany Chin, who is actually my mentor now, <laughs> she's like one of my closest friends, she had decided to step down as kind of the small group leader and was looking for one of the girls to step in. She kind of talked to me on the side about it, and, and my co-leader, Sarah Turingo, she was interested as well. When she brought it up, I was like, I want to do this. Like, this is going to be an easy way for me to make like more friends. So I started praying about it. So finally, it came down to time when um, Tiffany needed an answer and God had not put any like, stop signs or anything in my way. It was all yeses. So it was like, yes, I will absolutely love to co-lead the group. So that fall, I started leading the small group with Sarah. I was so nervous, but we grew to be just so, so close, just like family. And I was excited. I wanted to be a part of that. And again, God put me in front of people. I didn't teach, but I did have to lead and kind of direct in the conversations that we were having. That gave me joy and excitement because I was you know, still praying along this line of the Lord just teaching me how to use my voice. So after that, this is like a little small thing, but I actually did the video announcements at our church once. I love that. That was fun. It was easy. You just got to read a script. But again, like I was put in front of the camera. And then that afternoon that I'd actually recorded that, a pastor at our downtown campus pulled me aside and gave me just kind of this encouraging pep talk. He was like, Coley, I just want to say that we're so thankful for what you and Chris are doing in the church. And I'm not saying this to literally to like brag on myself. I'm just, I'm trying to show you just the backstory of how this, how this is lining up. And I promise I'm going to tie it all together. He was like, we really like what you and Chris are doing at the church. And we just kind of oh, have this hope in you. Just like a pep talk. Like he was asking me also, what do you see within the church that, that needs work? Or what is something that you're inspired by? the church or whatever you know and he was asking me if I'd like want to ever possibly lead a next steps class next step is basically like an introduction to the church it goes over what our beliefs are we do a spiritual gifting test see where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and you know it's just kind of also like a networking thing of like getting plugged in meeting people because going into a church can be super intimidating so he approaches me about leading next steps and that one was really hard for me because it wasn't going to be in front of elementary students nor my girlfriends. It would be in front of new people for the church. So it's kind of like you have to act as a face of liberty. And I prayed about that one a lot, but I, and I was, I'm still super scared about it, but I felt like God was calling me to do it. So I did. I've only done it once so far and it was very terrifying, but I still feel like it's where God wants me to be, which is speaking in front of people who are new to the church and just being that warm, welcoming figure for them. So that's what I'm doing right now. So over time, I feel God has been listening to me, hearing my cry for vision and guidance and just wanting to get to know him better. So I feel like this podcast is kind of just another step in that direction because not only am I exercising like my voice and trying to grow in that area, but I'm also trying to 
pursue the people around me and get to know them better and give them a platform for their stories and then let you, the listener, hear them and be blessed by their words and their wisdom. I've been a fan of podcasts since this past year, which again is a huge God thing because my friend Tiffany introduced me to podcasts and it changed my life. It's so incredible that God heard this cry for vision and this cry for guidance. And here I am today in front of a microphone just witnessing what goodness he can do and how prayers are so powerful because he truly does listen to us when we, his children, say, Lord, come and change, change whatever you need to change in me. I have a list of just like three things that are basically the purpose of the podcast. Number one, to glorify the Lord through fruitful conversation. I want Jesus to be evident in all that I do and all that I say. And, you know, without Jesus, we're nothing. So why would I not incorporate Jesus into this project? I want this also to be a place where people will connect and share stories while being real and authentic. I'm a firm believer people go around wearing masks and I don't want to do this on this podcast. I'm going to be real and open and vulnerable with you all and really share what's on my heart and some of my opinions, which I know some of you guys are going to disagree with and may not even want to listen anymore, but it's 2018 and I think our society and definitely me personally can sniff out the insincerity. I want to be real. Yeah, I'm not going to make any of you guys wade through swamp of crap. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to do that. Also, I want this to be a place of fun. And I want it to be a simple joy in a lonely world. I will tell you, being a military wife, that there's a lot of loneliness that comes with this culture. Even without the military label on myself, there's a lot of loneliness in this world. And sometimes podcasts you know i wouldn't say this needs to be your channel of being social but i definitely would say that sometimes it's good just to have an extra voice in the house when you're by yourself and you never know who might be listening and you never know who's going to be inspired by something that you say and so i think podcasts are really good in that way and can be just a light in a very dark world that's what I want still with you to be. I want it to be something that people can turn to knowing that they're going to get the real deal and they're going to get um, some joy and fun in a place where they're not going to feel drained after coming and listening. So the name behind Still With You comes from Psalms 139. If you guys didn't notice earlier, my blog name is Psalms 139 all the time. So obviously I'm crazy about that chapter of the Bible. It's been my favorite chapter since I was 13 years old. The Lord kind of brought the name to me. It comes from Psalms 139:18. But to kind of give you context, I'm going to read 17 and 18. So it says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. In the NIV version, which what I just read to you was the New Living Translation. But in the New International Version, it says, And when I wake up, I'm still with you meaning that you are still with God. And so I kind of took that name, but the concept still remains that he's still with us. We're still with him. I just love that verse because I'm a person who is healing from anxiety. And I say healing because I've struggled with anxiety for so long, but I no longer want to say that I'm struggling with it because I don't want to even label myself that I'm in a fight. 
because the battle's already been won. Jesus has already come and, you know, defeated Satan. So I'm just healing from that victory. I'm just kind of, you know, patching my wounds. And so the concept that Jesus is still with me, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, is absolutely comforting to me. And my life is not that scary, (laughs) but I just find so much, so much strength from that, so much bravery, knowing that he's not going to leave me, you know? And the second part to that name, Still With You, is also kind of going along with my life's theme. You know, I just moved away from the state which I grew up in, and I left family and friends there. And in a couple of years, I'm going to have to leave Florida again soon. I just want people to know that I'm still with you. You know, I'm still the same Coley. I'm still the same person. I don't want to change. I want our friendships to still bloom and blossom. And so I'm still with you and I hope you're still with me. So that's kind of the name behind Still With You. It's a friend-filled podcast. So what you're going to get is going to be just me and my friends talking. My whole purpose behind that is that I want one day when I'm old and gray to go back and listen to the words that my friends said and the conversations that we had and the jokes that we shared and just say, the Lord has done good things for me. You know, he's been good. He's been faithful because I've been so richly blessed by the people that have surrounded me and poured themselves into me. Just, I can't even describe it. And I just want to remember that and I want to hold tight onto that because it's truly a witness of just how great he is. Okay, so another thing that you should know about me is that I'm a list maker. I literally will make like crazy amounts of lists. I will even make lists for my lists. For example, if I have a paper due, I'll break it down. So it's like create outline, write thesis, write paper, edit paper, double edit paper, turn in paper. But anyway, I'm a huge list person. So I made a list of few of my favorite things. Sound of music reference in case you didn't know. This is just going to be a list of some of the things that I like just to help you get to know me better. Number one, concerts slash crowd related events, especially with friends. So all my life, I've been a huge concert person. My mom took me to a Zoe Girl concert when I was eight years old. She told me before we went into the concert, she said, I think after you go to this concert, you're going to be even more crazy about singing and the whole performance. By the way, she was absolutely right. It absolutely changed my world. Side note on that story. I was eight years old when she took me to this concert and Super Chick actually opened for Zoe Girls. But because Super Chick wore a lot of angst and gothic clothing and had some Bock Your Face Off songs, my mom and I actually left because I was terrified. After the show, the Zoe Girls came out and we did a meet and greet. I actually avoided eye contact with Super Chick, who was by their merch table, and I was like one of the last people to leave the venue. I avoided eye contact with him because I was still terrified. (gasps) Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. I I wish I could rewind time and go back and be like, can I please get your autograph? Because I would have been so ahead of the time, even before like rock what you got. Anyway, I'm sorry, Super Chick. I totally did not mean to blow you off there. I guess at that point in my life, I just had not been exposed to goth yet something and they're not they didn't even dress goth what am i saying i just remember 
them dressing just a little bit different than what I probably was used to, which would be like jeans and a t-shirt, I guess, and what an eight-year-old wears, whatever. But yeah, concerts have always been a huge part of my life. I love the atmosphere. I love how loud they are. I love the people who will dance and just get rowdy and know every song. I love that. I love every bit of it. I even love how the merch tables are set up and people waving their phones back and forth. I love every bit of that. So two things on this topic as well is that um, one of my favorite people to see in concert is Carrie Job. I saw her in December of 2016, and then I just saw her in no- this past November. She is amazing. If you ever get the chance to go see her, you have to. She is so good, and I love her spirit. I love her music. I, I love everything about her. I am honestly unashamed super fan. I always tell my husband that if she only knew me, we would be best friends. Carrie and Coley, Coley and Carrie, best girlfriends that were going to go to brunch together, go shopping together, and go and hang out at the studio while I do my podcast and she does her songs. Like, we're just going to be these best friends. Carrie is amazing. Seriously. I actually, in the future, just want to do an episode simply dedicated to Carrie Job. So, one more thing to add to the conversation of concerts. I grew up um, listening to country music. I'm a huge country music fan. And I will tell you, best concert crowds are always found at country music concerts. They know how to have a good time. Point blank. Seriously the best. The most loyal fans ever. Done. Number two, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn lands at my number two because she is such a classy lady. Again, she is someone that my mom introduced me to. Honestly, we were at Walmart and Breakfast at Tiffany's was in the $5 bin. And my mom told me, she's like, Coley, that's a movie that you would like. She purchased the movie for me. I went home, watched it. Oh my goodness. Holly Golightly is absolutely the epitome of crazy, but at the same time, the epitome of classy. I love every bit of that movie, from the kissing in the rain scene to the orange cat, which I've always been a fan of orange cats. I don't like cats in general. I'm more of a dog person. If I were to have a cat, I would want to have an orange cat. I love how she wears the blue eye mask to bed, along with the earrings that are earplugs. How she sits on her balcony and plays her ukulele while singing Moon River. It is incredible. I love her voice in that movie, too. It's so good. And it's such a good love story too about loving people for who they really are and sabrina is a great movie with her my fair lady her vocals guys roman holiday is another good one and i'm also just gonna share um with you a quote of hers that i really love and i don't know why this is my favorite quote because i hold i love the whole i believe in pink i believe in kissing kissing a lot quote you know that, like that's really good but this one says for a slim figure share your food with the hungry i mean <laughs> She just believed true beauty is found within one's character rather than how they comb their hair or how they dress or how much money they have. It was she believed in being a good person. I think that's a rare thing in this world. Number three, kind of taking a different turn, firearms. I absolutely am a huge fan of any type of handgun, rifle. I'm all about it. Honestly, this was never my first love. But my brother got me into firearms and my father at a young age. We were all into going to the range and shooting and doing target practice and doing clay shooting. And then when I married Chris, I discovered he also shared a love for this. That was even better. Like I absolutely loved doing this with him and sharing that passion with him. 
I feel like every time I go to the range, I learn something new. And I'm not going to act like I'm going to be an expert on this subject. But I definitely believe as a nation, we are not fully educating ourselves nor the future generation on firearms and how to treat them respectfully and how you take care of them and what it looks like to have a firearm in your household and to know that they can be fun. Actually, they can be a heck of a lot of fun to go and shoot at a range. Honestly, I have never felt more free and excited than when I'm at the range. It's such a good stress reliever for me. And I'm I'm not saying this because I'm shooting with anger. I'm saying this because I'm shooting just for fun. Like I love seeing that I hit a target and kind of feeling the gun kick back on you a little bit. I know that is so weird to say, but I absolutely love it. And like I said, each time I go to the range, I feel like I'm learning more and more about the instrument that I'm using. Um, Kristen is a huge Glock fan, and I must say that he's converted me to be a huge fan of a Glock handgun. I love Glock 19. Full Glock family here. We love it. And like I said, I, I probably prefer handguns more than I do rifles, honestly. I mean, I like a good rifle, but a handgun is just, I don't know, I'm hooked. I'm hooked on them. Number four, books. I am a huge fan of reading. If you give me something to read, I will, I'll probably, I'll just read through it. I'm a fast reader. My favorite book is The Outsiders by Essie Hinton. Shout out to Mrs. Kennedy, my seventh grade English teacher who introduced me to this book. It absolutely changed my life. I love all of the characters in this book and it is a story about belonging and rejection and life and loss and, oh, I just, I completely recommend it. It is one of those books that before you die, you have to read The Outsiders. It is so good. Right now, I'm actually reading Uncle Tom's Cabin by Harriet Beecher Stowe. And this is kind of one of the books on my 2018 to-read list. I'm also getting ready to read You Are Free by Rebecca Lyons. I think I'm a little bit late to that party because everyone has already raved about it. But I'm still going to read it. Number five, kayaking. Kayaking is one of my favorite things to do because I do it with my husband and it's just getting out on the water and really this kind of ties in all like outdoor activities that I love. I live less than a mile away from the ocean. We'll just load up our kayaks and go out for a couple of hours and then come back in. And this is kind of the beach thing too. Like I love going to the beach and just reading or just, you know, hanging out with friends. I'm one of the only people in the world who love getting sunburned. I don't know why, but it just makes me feel like, oh, summer, which here in Florida, summer is what, like nine months out of the year. So it's like, I'm pretty, pretty blessed here for that sunburn thing. I I used to never be a person who wore sunglasses. I do nothing but wear sunglasses here all the time. Number six, the St. Louis Cardinals. So I'm from Missouri and I will forever be a St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan. There is nothing more American than baseball and forever I will bleed red metaphorically and literally. <laughs> so yeah, you'll always find me with my Cardinal baseball cap on. I absolutely love the atmosphere of the ballpark and I love hot dogs. I love the cheesy organ that they play at the ballpark. I love seeing people just gather together. Bush Stadium is such a beautiful place. I'm so looking forward to this year's season for the cards. Also, side note, when Chris and I first started dating, the first date he actually asked me on was to go with him to attend a St. Louis Cardinal baseball game. So not only have I been a fan since I was a little girl, but also I, I now have this kind of romantic connection as well. 
this pretty much wraps up the first episode of Still With You. It was just me on the podcast, but next time it's going to be better because there's going to be plus one. I'm going to bring a plus one with me to this event. So feel free to connect with me. I'm basically at Coley Browning on all forms of social media. On Twitter, I only follow Texas Longhorn Football and the president. So I'm not much of a Twitter person. But on Instagram, I'm all over that. So you can follow me at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. Let me know what you think about the show. If you have questions or want to say hey, I'm all about being friends with people. As I get ready to send this out to you guys, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying for whatever you're dealing with today, whatever you're walking through. The beautiful music that you heard earlier and are about to hear again is from my sweet friend Christy Masing. All links to her music and ways that you can connect with her are in the show notes. As I close, I'll leave you with this. Be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember, he is still with you. Oh, yeah.